Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Louise Crook, your Keys to Clarity coach on KTC Radio. It's uh, Wednesday, the 18th of August, 2010, and we have a wonderful topic for you today, um, which I'm really excited to be discussing, and also with a wonderful um, business and spiritual leader who I've been in connect- connected with um, for quite a while now, um, initially through Facebook, interestingly enough, and then I met him at Andrew J. Lee's uh, Wealthy Thought Leader um, seminar in, in uh, Vancouver earlier this year. And ironically, I had, I had um, thought about um, having uh, Mark on the show just because his um, message of um, you know, uh, marketing from the heart um, in one's business being very much in alignment with, with what I was doing and, and who I am. And um, so I was really excited to, to get the opportunity to meet him in person, hear him speak, and then really you know, feel committed to asking him to come onto the radio show. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce our guest, Mark Silver. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Ah, oh, wonderful. I'm so excited to have you here, Mark, and I just want to introduce the topic a little bit more to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about you as well, Mark, but um, and get them to, you know, to get to know you a little bit um, um, and get a sense of who you are, as I have over the last couple of years. So um, our topic today is uh, marketing from the heart, and with our our, our guest. Um, Mark Silver, who runs a business called Heart of Business, and um, today we're going to be talking about, you know, that feeling we get sometimes um, as solopreneurs, that's S-O-U-L, opreneurs, um, you know, we, where we feel out of alignment um, when we are going through the sales and marketing processes in our business businesses, and it just doesn't feel comfortable. We, you know, when we get to that sales conversation, it, you know, you feel that knot in your stomach. It doesn't feel right. It, you know, all of those pieces that, um, you know, that you're doing in your business to attract clients, but doesn't always feel good. Um, so Mark here is going to be um, sharing his pearls of wisdom on, you know, how we can align ourselves, how we can come from the heart with, with our marketing. Um, and sales um, approach um, in our business, and you know, particularly when we're dealing with, um, you know, we are we are um, business owners who are, you know, dealing with transformation of some kind. It's healing, or it's it's um, spiritual, personal, or business growth, and um, you know, so I think often that that is the case for us. Um, uh, business owners who are in that kind of field of work that it feels uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's, we we really do have that discomfort and that, 
you know, so sometimes I've called that the, also the poverty consciousness of, of um, you know, um, business owners in our, our sort of realm. And um, so I'm really excited that Mark's here today to talk about this particular topic and, um, you know, really get into the nitty-grittiness of it. Um, so I want to just tell you a little bit about Mark. Uh, Mark is the founder, as I mentioned before, of Heart of Business and is, has and a successful business teacher and healer who brings an active connection with the divine to his work. Heart of Business has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners to integrate the nitty-gritty of business with the heart-opening truths of spirit in a way that actually helps the business be profitable and make a difference in the world. Mark has run a magazine, worked as a paramedic, operated a, distribu a distribution business, been an activist, and worked in the nonprofit arena. He has failed horribly in business, and he has su succeeded beautifully, each in turn. Trained at the University of Spiritual Healing and Sufism in organizational and business healing, he is a Sufi healer and teacher. His vision is that in the process of your business becoming profitable and sustainable, your heart will deepen in knowing its own truth. Mark lives in Portland, Oregon. I have to say, I love that area of the country. Mark, I had the pleasure of staying there for about three months, 15 years ago. So I know what that's like up there. It's beautiful. And he's there with his wife, Holly, and their twin sons, Sam and David, um, who are um, toddlers just about to go into their the terrible twos, I believe, <laughs> from the sounds of it, Mark. <laughs> and you have your two cats, uh, Raffi and Kira, and, and I, I'm a, I love cats, so I have two of my own, so um, I'm with you on that. And as much rain as you care to soak up, yes, it's very rainy up that <laughs> in that area of the, of the country, I totally, that's why I don't live up there. <laughs> I left England because I couldn't take the the weather, so <laughs> you know, so but it's it's a beautiful area, I have to say. So anyway, welcome again, Mark. I really appreciate you making the time and and uh, and coming and joining us today. Yeah, delighted to be here. It's a topic that's close to my heart, and um, I yeah. think that we can all have a lot more ease with it than we know. Yeah, I I really hope so. You know, it's it's a topic that comes up a lot. Um, and uh, you know, it's or, or certainly a thought that comes up a lot around this particular topic. You know about how we can ease it. So I've, I'm excited to have you here and to share some some of your wisdom to you know ease that um, that process for our listeners and and to get a sense of you know what you can provide, Mark. You know to help um, our listeners um, you know move forward in their businesses with ease as well. So. I'll be excited to hear a bit more about that later. Um, but I'd love to hear, first of all, you know, as we dive into this topic, you know, what, um, you know, what got you into uh, coaching and, you know, sort of working as a business teacher um, or mentor in your business now, Mark? What, what brought you to this? Because you've done a lot of different things, so I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious too. It's like, how do we end up on these, and you know, these winding paths of of life that unwind for us? I had been, uh, I think the most, the, the uh, two things are worth saying. One is that uh, that I grew up in business. That my parents ran a small business that my grandfather had. That uh, that other members of my family 
going back further in history, uh, have had small businesses. It's mm-hmm. it's something I kind of grew up around. It's like, okay, yeah, you have a business. That's what you do. And yeah. uh, it, it it's interesting in that way. And yet at the same time, it didn't always look so much like so much fun. Uh, and I also ended up doing a lot of work in the nonprofit field eventually, uh, including running a nonprofit magazine. And I ended up learning a tremendous amount about fundraising and about uh, people who were wanting to change the world, me being one of them, wanting to really actively contribute to the world. And, yeah. uh, you know, but running a magazine, I was also learning about advertising and, and I was learning about um, fundraising, like I said, and, and doing all of that, you know, associated work with running an organization. And it's, um, when as I came out of all of that, I looked around me and I saw friends of mine who were holistic practitioners, who were kind of struggling, who were doing different things, trying to do really good work and promote themselves. And I was saying, you know, I know something about laying out a magazine. Why don't I at least help you lay out your brochure or flyer? Because this was in the 90s before the Internet had really, you know, taken hold. And um, people were like, okay, great. And um, it turns out that I ended up doing more business advising and support. My graphic design skills were never, you know, fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I knew something about business and people tend yeah. you know, they, they started getting clients and doing really well. So it kind yeah. of unfolded in that way. Wonderful. Yeah. It's amazing how things um, do happen organically and, you know, your your talents do sort of, you know, come to the fore in certain circumstances and that's exactly what happened with you. Right, right. I had no idea I knew that much about business, <laughs> but I guess I did. So, <laughs> you know, and I've learned a lot more since. So, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to dive into this this topic um, today, Mark. First of all, it's the question is: Is it really possible to take the ickiness out of sales and marketing? I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm imposing or pushing something on someone, even though logically I know that if I didn't share my gifts and talents those in need wouldn't have the opportunity to utilize them. So right. I really get that on a, a sort of a logical level, and it's something that I do um, expound, you know, time and again with clients, um, you know, that uh, it's their duty to, to, to stand out and, and share their message. Um, but is it really possible to take the ickiness out of it? Well, I think it is if we understand something, understand a few things. I think the first thing that we want to understand is that the ickiness is a legitimate feeling. There have been a tremendous number of um, very damaging actions in our world that that business has taken, and a lot of those have come under the guise of marketing and sales, and any of us that are wanting to do good in the world do not want to do that. And uh, a lot of times the only models we have or the only examples we have of marketing and sales or the the predominant models at any rate are the ones that don't feel good. We don't feel like we on the – on the receiving end of that, it doesn't feel good, and we certainly don't want to give that to anybody. And so, of course, you feel icky. And I, I, I really want to emphasize how important it is to, to that your heart is telling you some truth when you feel icky about it. It's not just fear. It's not just something to get over. It's not just something to push through and go, oh, well, you should just stand up and know. It's like, 
no, there, there, there's definitely the potential to be icky and to do evil, you know, so you, you want to pay attention to that. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first thing that I think is important to understand. The second thing that I think is, is really important to understand in moving forward is the true purpose of marketing. What is yeah. marketing really about? We, yeah. you know, you, you've been talking about it. I sometimes fall into talking about it as, you know, are we attracting people? Are we bringing people to us? Uh, that is not marketing's job. If we think that this, this is when marketing starts to get icky, is when we think we have to create something that pulls people towards us. Uh, what is attraction? Attraction uh, is love. Uh, attraction is love. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm talking at a, at a very, you know, at a, at a, at a spiritual level, at a deep level. So it's yeah. not always the romantic love. Sometimes, you know, the romantic love is one aspect of love. But love exists on, in, in every nook and cranny of existence, uh, yeah. of this creation. And so I, I, I think anybody who's in business has experienced that client or that customer who said, oh, you know what, this just feels so right. I just feel like I'm fated to work with you or I'm so, you know, you popped up at just the right moment. You know, this is love in action. It's like love moving yeah. the gravitation of our beings through, you know, around. And um, yeah. the problem is is that if you, just, if you depend solely on the actions of love to um, fill your business, things are going to be slow. And this is not because love isn't powerful enough, because it certainly yeah. is, but it's because it's yeah. too powerful. Love freaks us out. You know, it's like yeah. you encounter love, and you know it's going to change your life. You know it's going to turn the world upside down. Now, this sounds a little hyperbolic, I guess, in, when you're thinking about a business, especially some businesses. You know, it's like, well, you know, my product, you know, may, you know maybe my service is a world-changing service that's going to shake them up, and maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's not so heavy like that. But any way you cut it, there's going to be some change in their life. Right. And so... What's needed, and we see this on the spiritual path. We see this. I've seen this in my own um, being a spiritual student and, uh, and a teacher, and I, I see it with other spiritual students. You know, it's like when you encounter change or encounter love, it freaks you out. What do you need? You need safety. Marketing yeah, that vulnerability, job. isn't it? That freaks us out. What's that? Uh, my yeah. sense is that it's the vulnerability that freaks us out. Yes. Yes. There's. The risk of, of, of getting hurt, or what do you think the fear is in, in you know in the whole marketing? Do you think it's being rejected? Well, I think reject. It depends on each person's kind of core issue because people have different mm. issues that they kind of respond to. Some people have issues around rejection. Some people don't. Some people have I issues around being seen. Others others don't. Um, some people you know have issues around um, being effective. You know, it's like they need yeah. to they they need to know that they did it they did it right and yeah. and some people don't. So it depends on the you know like do people have different kind of egoic um, uh, starting points for where the fear is coming from. Right. But any way you cut it, there there it is. And so yeah. marketing's job, the job of marketing, is to bring safety to people. It's just to deliver safety so that the right people can slow down enough and open enough to hear 
and heed the call of love. And that way they'll, you know, that way you're not trying to force people or manipulate people. People will just know, oh, this is right for me or it's not right for me, but at least they can make that decision from a place of safety. Yeah. That's a really interesting way of um, of, of looking at it, um, Mark, and it, it feels so good just just from what you said so far. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it just kind of it feels like a salve, you know, on the on your heart when you when you hear it put that way. It's it's really mm-hmm. um, really interesting that. So um, so marketing is about making people feel safe when you come from that space that space of love. Right, right. Okay. And yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. Mm, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Yeah, so, no, it's it's just suck it in. Yeah, it's it really is. It's just kind of taking that that breath just to absorb that. So. Everything else we do, then, Mark, I'm assuming is part of the, the sales cycle. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting talking about the sales cycle because I think that people often, even if they use the word or they think about it, they maybe not really consciously thinking, oh, there is a cycle to a purchase. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the untold truths in business especially in small business, especially in the mentality of, oh, my God, let's get rich and, you know, hit six figures or seven figures in 90 days or whatever somebody's yeah. selling, is that for someone to make a significant decision, a significant purchasing decision, it takes mm-hmm. time. And sometimes yeah. it takes a lot of time. People have to be in a state of readiness. And this is why we divide marketing up, I divide marketing up into three different journeys. And the sales process happens within the second journey of marketing. And a lot of what happens for folks is that they encounter somebody who's interested, but really, and they think, oh, they're interested, they're ready to buy. But really what's happening is the person is in what I call the first journey of marketing. So if if I can take a minute to kind of describe these. Well, I would love that. I'm sure the listeners would too. Yeah, well, the, the first journey of marketing starts when somebody is a stranger, they're struggling with, you know, they're a stranger to your business, they're struggling with some problem they can't solve, because that's what a business, that's why a business exists, is to solve a problem. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's other needs that it can meet around self-expression and, you know, making you money and things like that, but ultimately the reason why it would exist and people would buy from you is because you help them solve some kind of a problem, problem defined very, you know, widely and loosely. Yeah, And so that first journey is them having this problem, encountering you, and then they're beginning to ask two questions. One, do I belong? Are these my people? Is this my tribe? Are my values here? Yeah. You know, do I, or do I have to betray some part of who I am in order to associate with this business? That's the, one, that's the primary question. And the secondary question is, do they have something that can help me? And I think this, they, is a, this is really awesome, actually, um, Mark, because I think sometimes people do jump in with, um, without thinking about that sometimes, where they think about this, do I belong, belong here? You know, and suddenly when they have jumped in, that they suddenly realize that 
um, that they actually don't belong there, and so they jump straight out again. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's been a number of times. Like, I mean, one example I'm thinking of is I, I was learning to, I wanted to learn a particular skill in business. I actually wanted to learn about copywriting some years back. And I was looking around to learn from somebody, and there was someone who was hitting all the needs in that secondary question, the things that I needed to solve. Yeah. But because of the way they were running their business and the language they were using, I'm like, I think that in order to learn from this person, I'm going to have to betray some part of who I am. And so even though they were hitting all of the hot-button topics, you know, hot-button issues for me, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, no. And so they make that decision. So if they, someone answers yes to those, both, to those two questions, I belong here and they have something that's interesting or useful to me, then they enter the second journey. And this is that point of confusion I was talking about where someone – you know, thinks, oh, they're they're ready to buy. They're they're not necessarily ready to buy. They're ready yeah. to be in relationship with your business. And this is why email newsletters, you know, in the old days when people would actually mail newsletters to the post, and sometimes people <laughs> still do that um, quite effectively, uh, blogs, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, um, this, this, these, these different methods to have ongoing contact with someone while they're getting to know you, while they're kind of traveling through time and finding that point where, okay, my need is big enough and the timing is right in my life. I have the time and the money resources. I'm just ready to go. And that can happen quickly. There are certainly people who have met us and go, oh, my God, it's amazing, and have jumped in and purchased from us, you know, in a day or a week. But there are other people who have hung around for two, three, four years finally buying from us down the road. And a business is going to enter momentum when you can build up that list of interested people and continue giving to them, continue being in connection with them, continue being open-hearted and delivering safety to them. And the larger that list gets, the more people there will be who are going to be at that ready-to-purchase point at the same time. And that's when your business starts to feel full. This is this is wonderful, uh, Mark, because I I, I think that um, you know just bringing up the whole point around um, uh, prospective clients um, not being ready the moment you you meet them and not expecting them to, I think is a really important point because I think that that a lot of um, business owners, especially new business owners. Um, you know, make that mistake, and then also business owners who have been around for a while but don't realize that that is, you know, the case can be very frustrated right. in their business, not understanding, you know, why they're not getting the clients walking through the door, and not understanding that there's this this need to do the marketing um, uh, piece in in the business, you know, to actually reach out and connect with people so that they can start to get to know you. Um, exactly. So, I'm really, I'm really pleased that you you're talking about this because I think this is such an important piece. And to know that you know the person that you meet, you know, might use your services, but but, they, but that point of readiness isn't there at that point. It's not necessarily right. ready. Some people, you know, you might get lucky occasionally where you do meet someone who just completely resonate with what you're saying, and you and they have that need right there and then but you know there's a good chance that most people want to get to know you and get that feel for what you do and you know who you are and that takes time right it does it does and 
you know, it's um, and and that sense of frustration on the side of the business owner is very real because, you know, we've got bills to pay. <laughs> you know, you got a mortgage, you got kids, you got a, you know, it's like, you got groceries. You know, it's like, of course you have that need. And this is one of the reasons why I almost never recommend that somebody just say, I'm just going to quit my job and, you know, jump off and I'm going to, you know, it's like you've got to be in a state of readiness to take on business because it, it takes time to build. It can take you know, somewhere between one and a half and three years to really build it up. Some yeah. people do it more quickly. And in almost every case, when you look at somebody who builds really quickly, they're, uh, they have previous experience. There's some way yeah. where they've been self-employed before, they have certain skills that they've done in a different situation or different contacts, and, and they've had some sense of momentum going into it. But starting from scratch, right. never been self-employed before, Oh my goodness, please give yourself some compassion and some mercy in the process and and know that you're not failing if it's taking you one or two or three years to get your business going. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well, Mark, isn't it? That, you know, people coming into running their own businesses, um, they don't know what they don't know. So right. it's kind of, um, you know, being open to reaching out and learning from different people, you know, to help them get to that place of experience. Um, and most of the time we learn the hard way. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately. It's true. It's true. And, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of um, hard knock learning that I think happens for everyone. You know, even if you, you, yeah. know, you can take a course, you can learn from us, you can learn from somebody else, yeah. you can have a coach, and you can avoid a certain amount of the pain and suffering, you know, that comes from learning blindly. But you're not ever going to completely eliminate the um, learning through failure or learning through, you know, hitting bumps process. Yeah. And well, and the thing is sometimes you only really know that you need something when you do hit a bump. Right. You know. Right. So... Yeah, it's not always obvious at the beginning unless you have someone sort of coaching you through that. Right. Now, yeah. I do want to say, because I don't want to scare people off, because I was saying one to three years to build a business, it's like you can bring in money much sooner than that. It's not like there's no money coming in. It's just okay. this feeling of having momentum and having some a foundation under you and having some confidence that, oh, yeah, I can really earn a living from this is going to take some time and some business development work o over time. It, it, you can, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to wait, you know, a year and a half to two years before you're, you know, buying groceries with the money you're bringing in. That's that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, that makes sense. Yeah. And in the second journey is where that yeah. sacred moment, what we call the sacred moment of the sale happens is when you have that sales conversation where somebody is responding to an offer that you're making and they're already interested, they already know you, and they're already curious. You're not making a cold call. You're not trying to convince them. They're coming towards you going, huh, you're offering something that I'm interested in and I'm, I'm, I want to talk to you about it. And those kinds of conversations can be a delight to have. You know, there doesn't yeah. have to be any ickiness in it already because you know there's already an interest there. And yeah. it's um, it's just it's it's delightful, you know. It's like it it, it becomes the opposite of icky. Mm. Delightful, I like that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, also when you really can see that someone has a need, and you know that you can you can help them, um, mm -hmm. you know, with that need. 
um, right. and that you, you, you feel confident in that you know that you can help them with that need. I think that, that's, that's the true marriage of, of the meeting of the mind, isn't it? You know, in those kind of situations. You know, it, it really does feel delightful and it feels exciting. It does. It does. And there's some elements that need to be put in place. I mean, like all of these different pieces, you know, there are elements to the different journeys of marketing. There are elements to the sacred moment of the sale that, you know, it's like a lot of it is intuitive. And if you have an open heart, you can probably just feel your way through pretty, pretty well. And, you know, there are some, there are some important pieces. There are important pieces about, okay, how do you craft an offer that is compelling that people actually want? You know, how, um, you know, how do you prepare for, a conversation how do you stay in your own heart without popping out um you know how do you conduct the conversation itself how do you make you know how do you ask the question okay well you know are you ready to buy do you want to buy you know that awkward yeah. transition you know there's there's different moments during this you know we we actually teach a two-day workshop on all the elements just around the sales conversation because there's pieces there not because it's so complicated because it, it really isn't, but because there's yeah. enough moving parts that in each part deserves taking some time with it so that you can really be in your heart and be effective with it. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, that's wonderful, Mark, that you do a two-day workshop on that because I think it is something that is so um, important in the whole process is that, you know, having that sales conversation. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, where the the lifeblood of your business comes from, really. So it's, um, uh, you know, but it's it's fascinating to know that one can spend two two days really kind of refining that. And I can see why that would be. But, you know, I I feel it's nice to take the time to just kind of explore what works for you and and those different processes. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the time is spent kind of working on crafting an offer. And some of the time is also spent – uh, working with one's own neediness because neediness comes up so much. It's like how do you work with neediness in the sales conversation so you don't end up either shrinking away or, you know, vomiting all over the poor person. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, so that you can really stay in your heart. And then there's time spent just practicing the conversation and the different elements of how it unfolds. There's, there's one thing, let me share one thing that I think people will find really helpful is that there's a, yeah. a pivot, a pivot in the sales conversation. We call it the pivot, mm-hmm. is that you've been asking questions. We call it compassionate questioning. You've been asking questions, asking questions, asking questions, and you, you get a sense of, okay, where are they and where they want to go? And you, from your place of expertise, can see how to get them there. You know, and you go, okay, I've got enough information, and um, and there's some other pieces. But then you feel that moment. I think a lot of us have been in the, those conversations where, huh, I'm wondering, is this the time to ask them if they should buy? And yes, it is. <laughs> that is the moment. It's called the pivot, and it's an energetic shift in the conversation. And everyone feels it. Everyone we've run through this workshop over the years feels yeah. it. But they don't always trust it. And what we want you to do is to teach you to to trust that pivot. And when that energetic shift happens, to speak to it. Because if you don't speak to it, that's when the conversation goes dead. Um, That's when the energy all drains out. That's when the person kind of just goes, well, okay, well, let me think about it. And they disappear. It's like if you don't speak to it. What do, what do you say, um, Mark, and this is something that I've experienced a couple of times and I, I get very frustrated with myself and for the other person in that 
you know, I, I feel comfortable enough to to listen to when that that pivot moment happens. I do get that sense. Um, but then, and, and you know that they, they, you know, they are really in need of your services, and you know that you can help them. And there's such a meeting of the minds, or it feels like that. Um, and you ask for the business, and they say, um, they say that they have to go away and think about it, or run their numbers, or whatever. And you right. know, of course, that when that happens, the chances of them enrolling are fairly slim. Well, it's not necessarily fairly slim. We've actually had really high results even with people ah. in that situation. Um, the important thing to know is that when you, once you've made the pivot, and there's a really good question to ask when the pivot happens that kind of helps the conversation yes. be more um, grounded. And, yes. um, and the, I, I'll give you the question, even though it's kind of one of the nuggets out of the, the two-day workshop. Oh, and thank the, the you, question. Okay. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, it's such an important thing. The question is, um, so what were you imagining I might do for you? Mm. You know, or what were you hoping or what were you thinking, you know, how I might help you? And what that does is it, it puts it into their court. And yeah. they either say, well, I don't know, what can you do for me? Or they'll give you some idea of what yeah. they're thinking of, and they'll say, can you do that? And then you have permission to talk because they've asked you a question and that permission to talk is the engagement so so then it moves forward and people say um, you know I, I have to think about it now here's the thing we've talked about safety previously for someone to say no is really really scary you know it takes yeah. more safety to say no than to say yes so what you need to do is you need to conduct an assessment of whether the I think about, I need to think about it, is, is a true I, I need to think about it, or if it's a polite no. Yeah. And so that assessment is done by way of establishing what we call the bridge. And so the bridge is what you say, I totally honor that. Of course you have to think about it. Significant decision. Um, what I'd love to know is since that we've been in this conversation so we can come to some completion, one, if you can let me know what you need you know, what you need to think about and yeah. how much time do you need? You know, what I want to do is I if I and you just you tell me, I'm not pushing you, I you, this is not you don't yeah. have to be in a rush about it. But how much time do you need? And I wanna set an appointment for us to talk again to check you know, to, to, to bring this to completion either a yeah. yes or a no. And by setting that appointment, it becomes really clear because if somebody says, you know what, I, I really don't, um, I, uh, let me just call you, or if they kind of don't want to make that appointment, it's a polite no. You just let them yeah. go. You know, they really yeah. aren't going to buy right now. They, they, they're just not comfortable yet saying no to you, and that's beautiful. But if they make the appointment and they really just need to think about it, We've yeah. had very high enrollment rates uh, by. I really love really that little piece. That that little piece, Mark, is is huge. I think just making mm -hmm. the appointment um, to discuss their answer because I, that is just to me that is very helpful. Just even in my own um, enroll, enrollment process, because that's, that's yeah. the, the one step I think that is missing for me. 
Well, yeah. I think it really Beautiful. does. I mean, we totally need to honor that. I mean, of course people, I mean, I've been in that situation. I need to think about it. I mean, sometimes yeah. people are, they just, you know, like sometimes people say, well, I need to talk to my spouse or I need to run my numbers. And some people just say, you know, I just need to sit with this for a day and yeah. see if it feel continues to feel right for me. And I, yeah. I love that process. I'm glad people are doing that process. Yeah. And if you honor that process and give that to them and, and, Say just you know in order to honor you and to honor me let's let's set a, a, a bridge appointment. I don't call it, tell them it's a bridge appointment, but that's in my mind I'm thinking bridging that space. Um, yeah. Let's set an appointment to talk just for 15 minutes so we can bring this to completion. Yeah, that's beautiful, um, Mark. And and um, just a quick question, just in terms of you know. The, the client readiness, do you think that there are certain people who want to test the waters but aren't necessarily ready in that moment who might then come back to you six months later? Yes. You know, um, who, who, you know, weren't ready at that point, who will then, you know, have had a, a real opportunity to get to know you and what, what's possible, that Absolutely. that would also be part of the sales cycle. Absolutely. I think like really understanding the, the larger picture instead of just the one-time sale. I mean, out of any sales conversation, there's four possible um, outcomes. You know, one outcome is, uh, no, uh, I've discovered that we're really not a good fit and I don't want anything to do with you anymore. <laughs> That's a really, when you use the three journeys of marketing, it's a really rare outcome because they've already gotten to know you through the, you know, through the second journey yeah. of marketing through that contact. Yeah. If you don't have the second journey of marketing, it's a higher percentage of people that, that do that, and that can be pretty right. disheartening. Um, yeah. There's um, there's the potential of, um, uh, no, I'm not, uh, no, not right now, you know, um, that, uh, yeah. and then they go, which is what you were just talking about, and they go back into the second yeah. journey. Yeah. Then there's the I need to think about it that we already discussed. And then, of course, yeah. there's the exciting one uh, where people say yes and they're ready to step right. in and buy. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, Mark, we, have, um, we actually have a, a, a caller on the line who'd like to ask a question. Are you ready to take a question? Oh, yeah, I'd be delighted to. Awesome. Okay. Welcome, you're on the air. Please uh, state your name and where you're from and ask Mark your question. Oh, uh, my name's Christopher Adams. I'm from Connecticut. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Welcome. Thank you. Um, well, I just had a question uh, um, like about the free model. If you're, you're like offering consultation or uh, business services, uh, what do you think about like offering your service or product or a sample of your product for free so uh, a client can get an idea of what you're about versus, uh, you know, just charging right away off the bat. Uh, I'd like to see what your thoughts are about that. I think it's a great question, and I, I'm actually a huge proponent of offering what you can for free as long as it's sustainable for you. I think that's actually a piece of Second Journey marketing. Um, I often, you know, we give away a lot for free. It's often in the form of written or audio content and uh, not so much in terms of direct services. Uh, but we, we offer quite a bit. There is a way to um, offer a free session if you're in the, I don't know, are you in a service-based business where you provide sessions or? Yeah, kind of well, I help, uh, I help local businesses with marketing and new types of technology, and I'm a business consultant. Yeah, so as a consultant, I think that 
in my from my perspective, it's probably uh, better to provide content uh, for free than to provide direct services for free. That that's been my experience because it's pretty. Um, I mean, think about it. You know, when you provide a service, it's not truly free. It takes their time. It takes some commitment. It takes some vulnerability. Uh, if somebody's really not ready to buy, they may not be ready for the kind of experience that's necessary, you know, to to have to receive a free service and make use of it. That said, um, if somebody's been around for a while, you can, if you're very clear about how you do it, you can set up free sessions that are limited if they provide an assessment, if they don't actually provide um, a solution. And by a solution, I don't mean you're going to be um, stingy about how you're being with them. You want to be really generous and open-hearted. But rather than trying to actually produce marketing for them or, or produce an answer, the value that you're going to provide them has to do with helping them discover what it is that they don't know and being able to really see clearly the terrain and starting to understand what will be necessary for them to be successful with what they're trying to do. And then they can take that information and try to do it yourself, do it themselves or in many cases hire you. But, it, you know, you have to structure that conversation carefully. Uh, the, the main mistake that a lot of coaches make in giving away free sessions, this happens a lot in the coaching industry, is that they give a session that is a session that is that is coaching, and people get something, and they get some benefit, and it functions like a Band-Aid where the pain is temporarily relieved. It doesn't really give them a full solution, so they don't really make big progress, but they've had enough relief that they no longer feel like they want to purchase, and so you end up in this funny middle ground that the the person doesn't really get the help they need and you don't end up with a client. So uh so it's more like um you want to kind of target what you're offering and and uh based on what they need so they see that it's a uh a service that they're going to be able to use so that they want to purchase from you in the future. Yeah, like for instance if you're doing marketing consulting for small businesses you know, you may come in and say, okay, well, where are you now? What's going on with your business? Uh, where are you trying to get to? What are you hoping to achieve, you know, through marketing? And they may not have even thought of what they want to achieve. They might just say, well, I want more business. But by helping them get really clear about what their goals are and then saying, okay, for you to get from here to there um, is going to take these next, you know, these certain kinds of steps. And you give them an assessment, but you don't actually do it for them that can be incredibly valuable for a business owner if they understand that that's what the session is about. Wow, that's, that's great. Uh, thanks for that answer. It's really helpful. Yeah. That's really helpful, Mark. And I have something to add there as well, which is, um, you know, I don't know if the, if the callers or if Christopher or any of the audience are familiar with um, Andrea J. Lee's Pink Spoon Marketing, where... You know, your pink spoon, like for example, when you go into an ice cream parlor, is is the taster. It's what you get to experience with the person you might work with. You know, um, they've gotten a, an opportunity to see what's possible with you, but they haven't still haven't experienced what it is that you would do with them necessarily. So they haven't had a taste of your coaching or your consulting or whatever it is that you do. Is there a way to give them a tiny taste? of that mark without 
compromising or going into that middle ground that you talked about before where you know you don't end up working together is there, is there a way to do that and 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 do it effectively with results yeah, I love Andrew J. Lee and, and her work with the Pink Spoon Marketing. She's using a, a food analogy, and I'm using the journey analogy for essentially the same concept. I mean, all of this stuff is really basic marketing about how yes. just it takes time. And what I've seen from what, she's te- what she teaches about that is that by giving them a taster, it's a very little taster. It's not actually, I mean, to, to give them a session, I, I think that... I would follow the format that I'm proposing, and I'm guessing that Andrea would would agree with me. Um, that uh, although I shouldn't speak for her, she can <laughs> she, she, she's a smart <laughs> cookie, and she, she's given me a lot of insights over the years. But um, that uh, that I would follow the format that I'm suggesting, and mm-hmm. instead help people understand the scope of their problem, rather than giving them some aspect of the solution, because people when they're stuck often don't understand the scope of their problem and that's such a huge value for them and okay. it further helps them understand why they might need help to get through it. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I'm just going to say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, say that, uh, you know, you, you, uh, sorry about that, Christopher, you can, I'll let you in in a minute. Um, you know, that you, uh, are giving them a, a sense of who you are in that in that conversation, which I think oh, is sure. part of the tester, isn't it? Really, it's sure. um, you know when they get that comfort level with you, and they get a sense of the solution that could come with working with you. I think that in itself is is probably the tester. Absolutely. Yeah. Jump in there, Christopher. Oh yeah, I was just saying. Um, uh, I think that's. That's a great idea because I've been wondering like where to go with kind of like my content marketing that I use on my blog. And I think that would be a good idea to kind of go the route of uh, having like an assessment type thing where uh, trying to provide content for business. I, I like the idea of the content uh, for the taster because um, I can leverage my time and create something that, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be able to use right away yes. instead of having to pay for, you know, one hour of my time. Uh, and get paid for one hour of my time, I can kind of leverage my time that way. Yeah. Well, it certainly worked for us, and it's worked for a lot of other people. So I, I, Actually, I Chris, if you, support that. If you go to, sorry, Mark, if you go to Mark's website, which is heartofbusiness.com, you'll see how Mark does it really beautifully. He has three, three offerings on there, and it's kind of like sort of is sequential and, it really takes you through a process which really gives you a taste of, of what Mark's about in his business and, and it, it then allows you to make that decision to take it that step further from a services standpoint. I think that's a beautiful example. Well, I mean, hopefully you, you would be the, the example, Mark, seeing as you, <laughs> you teach this. But. Well, it would, be, it would definitely be, there'd be an integrity lapse there if I was teaching yeah. it and not doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, so you think that out, Christopher. Could you give me that website again? It's called, it's www.heartofbusiness.com. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm away from a, a pen and paper and a computer. I'm, I'm just driving to work. But uh, my website's ChristopherAdams.com if you guys want to connect with me at all. Thank you. Great. Thank thanks, you, Christopher. Christopher. And thanks so much for being on the call. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Okay. 
Awesome. That was a great um, contribution to the conversation. So thanks very much, Christopher, for that. Um, and I think uh, what we talked about there, Mark, was very valuable for our listeners. Yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a there there was a lot of <laughs> there were, we hit a lot of major points in that little interaction. Yeah. If I can just let me if I can take one more minute, let me just complete the three journeys so we kind of Absolutely. understand that because we've talked Thank about you. the first and second journey. If I just mention that the third journey has to do with basically referral marketing because it's mm-hmm. after somebody's purchased, they become a client or a customer, and then they get wowed by what you do. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we do our best to wow our clients. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we we have more home runs than not. But um, And then yeah. when somebody really is touched by what you do and they like it, then um, you educate them and support them to send people into your first and second journeys because a lot of times referral marketing falls flat because people don't know how to refer to you. They don't know how to send people to you, and instead they say, oh, you've got to call so-and-so. You've got to call Christopher. You got, you know, he's great at marketing. You should call Christopher. And, you know, it's like when that would happen to me, they, uh, no phone calls, nothing. And it has to do yeah. with that safety factor. But by sending people into the first and second journey, educating your clients to send people into the first and second journey, um, it makes it safer. They don't have to nobody, – nobody has to call a stranger on the phone. Nobody has to worry about getting the hard sell, and they can go through the same process that the client did in terms of becoming, becoming a new client. Yeah. That's a, that's a really important point as well, Mark. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's interesting because I had a – I actually had a show on this last week which was all about referral marketing, you know, referral oh, yeah. um, marketing. Um, and um, you know, I think that's a that really is an area that a lot of um, a lot of business owners leave, you know leave money on the table there, you know, and it's they such do. a such a natural um, uh, way to to bring people into your into your your, um, your sales cycle, your journey, yeah. your, your your three journeys, as you said. <laughs> it is. John, I love the way Jan. you put that. I know. I, I I love that metaphor. It really helped me a lot when I saw that. Mm. Um, John Janch of um, Duct Tape Marketing, he's the author of the Referral Flood and Referral Engine. He's really, in my opinion, kind of the master of referral marketing. And, you know, I think we do a good job of teaching that, but we tend to focus more on first and second journey teaching. And Mm -hmm. I think that John is really um, fantastic. And anybody who doesn't know about Duct Tape Marketing or – that's the website or uh, .com, or if you um, haven't seen his book – uh, he doesn't know me. I'm, he might know my name from somewhere, but it's. I just. Mm-hmm. I just think highly of him, and he's a great resource. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he's. Uh, I'm connected with him on Twitter, and he comes up with some interesting comments. Um, and I think yes. I have one of his books. I can't remember off the top of my head, but duct tape marketing is a very. Um, it's certainly a, a powerful uh, term. So you know, which I think he coined. So um, mm-hmm. it's certainly. Uh, is known to me. So thank you for that. Yeah. So Mark, um, um, is there anything specific that you would like to add to this conversation that you think um, our listeners need to know about taking the ickiness out of out of this process? <sighs> well, I think that. Something that I would add just has to do with trusting your heart. Uh, 
it's something that we started with, this sense of when you have a sense of ick, when you have a sense of revulsion or something, there, there's something true there. Like you may be reacting to the whole thing. Some people go, ooh, yuck. Uh, there's a yuck there. I don't ever want to do marketing or sales. Uh-huh. I want to say honor the yuck, but look more closely because chances are you're reacting to something in it and not the entire thing. And if you can open your heart to learning about marketing and learning about business and knowing that business itself, uh, you know, it's, so many of us are doing work that that really at its core is somewhat sacred. It's something we really care about. We're doing work that we know we're helping people in the world with. Um, that the, the container, the vehicle for you delivering that work is your business. And your business can be beautiful. Your business can be sacred. Your business can really honor your heart. And so if you're having some revulsion to something, honor that revulsion, but look closely and find out what piece are you reacting to that maybe can be replaced with something more beautiful and more healthy rather than just um, rejecting all of it and uh, saying, well, I'm just no good at that. Because it's not true. If you have a heart and you care about people, then you automatically have what it takes to be effective at marketing and sales. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is that, um, you know, I have come across some holistic practitioners and coaches and, um, you know, who people who are really focused on helping people and, you know, who have said they want nothing to do with marketing, that they're only going to rely on referrals. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, <laughs> what's that? That's marketing. Referrals is marketing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to leave the other pieces out, you know, I think is doing a disservice to them and to the people who they could be helping. Yeah. Well, and it's also ineffective. And, you know, some people will yeah. work out and some of them will struggle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Mark, I just want to – well, first of all, I just want to ask – ask you um, how you're doing for time because we can go over the hour. Um, I just wanted to see if there were any people, anyone else that might want to call in to ask a question if they had one on the top of their minds. And in the, in the meanwhile, we could um, just share with, with our listeners how they can you know, um, reach out to connect with you or to learn more about um, you know, what you do, Mark, or, or you know, to... Um, you know, just to give them the information they need to do that. Sure. Um, I probably have a couple of minutes. I don't. I, I do need to wrap up because I have some other appointments. Okay. But the, um, I just invite folks to come and come to heartofbusiness.com and check out our free resources. Check out our newsletter and toolkit. We have the free business heart toolkit there. Uh, see what you think about us, you know, and the content that we're putting out, and see if it resonates with you before you spend a dime, you know, it's like, I, I want, I want to make sure that it, that we're being helpful, and, and the commitment that I'd like to ask from everyone who's listening is that whether or not you get the help from us, if you need the help, get the help from somebody, find someone that you resonate with, find someone that you trust, find a business that provides, providing the information in a way that you can really hear it and receive it and put it to use, because um, marketing is relatively the same. People teach it in different flavors and different nuances and different insights, but the basics of effective marketing is is not going to change 
radically. So you're not going to miss something huge, <laughs> you know, going from one to, one yeah. person to another. Um, uh-huh. Find where you can get it and learn. Whoever you learn it for, learn. If you have something that's important in the world, open your heart and learn and get out there because we are in urgent times right now. And this is not uh-huh. to panic and it's not to focus on the negative, but it's to just acknowledge that, you know, there's some doubt <laughs> about how things are going to turn out in the next century. And we need yeah. people who are really making a difference in the world to show up and help our economy economy change from one that's really dysfunctional to one that is much more life-affirming. And, um, you know, where resources and money are being spent on things that are truly needed. And, yeah, uh, that's yeah, a big... So yeah, that that's really um really important, Mark. I'm really glad that you, you mentioned that. Um and also, you know, that we you you mentioned earlier and, and we put it in the um in the the copy for this show, you know, is that we are living in a dysfunctional um economy and marketplace and and also, you know, living in a in a world, you know, where um you know, we are very consumer-driven and, you know, that money feels icky. So it's kind of, you know, aligning with those values and really, um, you know, realizing that with an energetic exchange of money that we are able to make a difference and mm. to do what we can in that way, I think, is just so, so important. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Well, I really want to thank you for um, for being on the show today, Marka. You know, it's been a long time coming, and um, you know, I know when we first when I first reached out to you on Facebook, I had mentioned it to you, and that was a long time ago. So, um, you know, things come around when they're meant to, I believe. It's and, true. Uh, so all in perfect timing. <laughs> so, thank you so much for for being here today and sharing your wisdom. I know that uh, what you shared today is really important information and I hope that our listeners will visit your website and um, download the, the the free information that you've got there because it's a wonderful start to getting real clarity around some of these things and, and um, to start, start that journey. Um, and I want to remind our listeners um, that the website to go to is heartofbusiness.com and you can connect with Mark there or see what, see what he has there. So Mark, I want to, um, you can either stay on the line or you can drop off. I'm going to tell our listeners about next week. But I just really want to say thank you again. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Delighted to be here. Thank you very much. And I just wish everyone uh, the brightest blessings in their future. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah. All right. So um, after such an amazing uh, conversation with Mark, I just want to share with you, everyone, that we have um, an, uh, an exciting show for next week. As you probably are becoming aware, listening to the last couple of months, we have the hot seat for thought leaders in health and wellness um, on the last Wednesday of every month. If you know someone that you think should be on the show, um, talking about um, some area of health or well-being, uh, please do 
uh, send their information in or um, um, ask them to connect with me at louise at keystoclarity.com. Uh, next week we have actually a fellow um, host um, on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Her name is Connie Bennett and she um, has a show called Gab with the Gurus and um, she wrote a book called Sugar Shock. And next week we're going to be talking about the sugar addiction that um, many of us, and many of us who are unaware, are actually um, addicted to sugar. Which is no real surprise when you think that uh, we live in a nation where obesity is uh, one of the, I think it's the number one killer, um, and uh, diabetes is, is a chronic condition. But there are so many other things that are affected in our bodies by sugar. And um, so Connie's going to come and share with us her um, her uh, wisdom on the subject of sugar. And I know that uh, Dr. Oz recently endorsed her um, her book. So you know what she has to say is obviously um, you know important, and and she makes some great points that we should we should really sit up and pay attention to and educate ourselves on. So I'm looking forward to being educated by Connie next week, and I really hope that you will join us and um, and listen to that show. And then uh, following on from that in September, we have an amazing lineup of wonderful guests, and um, I'm excited to have Scott Stratton, um, the unmarketing guy, and uh, Milana Lashinsky and um, Nicola Bird, all of these wonderful uh, business leaders and entrepreneurs who um, are connected with people like you and have a, what, a lot to share. So please do make sure that you come and join us and listen. And if you can't listen live, make sure that you listen afterwards to one of the, to the recordings. They are always available, and you can just scroll through the archives to find those those recordings. All right, so blessings, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation today and uh, got a lot from it. And I really look forward to um, connecting with you next week to your shining success. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye now. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.